Hemshech Chaim Beis, Volume 1, we're in the middle of Discourse 18. It's a new year, Tov Reish Ayin Gimel, Chapter 69. Um, and we just did a beautiful, powerful, interesting summary of Chapter 68. It was actually a summary of all the chapters 1 to through 67. I even marked up my Ayin Beis here, where... Which chapters? Actually, a line for each chapter, basically. Not exactly, but like, you know, it covers literally the whole thing. So it's an excellent summary. It's been posted. It, it may be probably later today because we have to just still do something, but as, as you requested, unedited. But basically, this is a summary that connects the Hamshach till here, and then we can move on. But it continues where he left off. So where are we at? Interestingly, we're at the discussion of the impact of the different levels of transcendence, otherwise known as keser or makif or chseviv. In each particular elam, each particular dimension of existence has its own so-called department head, and how that department head, keser, the rotsin, the desire for that particular part of the order, influences and is an impact on that structure. So yesterday I explained the idea of pnimi is the energy within existence. And transcendence is introducing elements that basically allows the interface to move out of our mortal parameters and experience something beyond us. So Ak has its impact. Tehir Allah is the impact on the, on the goof, the ability for the goof to be a keli for Mr. Nefesh. Ak's impact, as we spoke, is the general bitl of the worlds. And for Neshamas, Primius Ak, impact is on Neshamas that have a... Um, or so on. And Atsilis impact, the Kesar of Atsilis impact is the hidden Ava, Rusa Daliba, the thoughts of Tshuva, the Shekhinah that rests among us. So it's still Makiv, but its impact is, is far closer. I'm not going to go over that again. I did that already yesterday. Now he's going to move on from Kesar Atsilis to Kesar of Bria. And basically, the next chapters is going to be each one, he's moving his way down. And the interesting thing is, is now the Rebbe Rashab is also going to give us how you daven with this. How all these ksarim are hinted to in our davening every day. In the tefillahs. Remember, it's a Rosh Hashanah Maimer, so in a way, it's almost like a Rosh. It has a certain central central element theme that uh, to the whole entire discussion here. So that's chapter 69, after we did the summary. So the last thing we learned, which was after the, before the summary, was the Kesar of Atsilis and how it affects Nishamas. And as he explained that through Nishamas having this element, like when you see a chassid, or you see an individual working on himself, he's going against his human nature, to break his midas, to conquer, as he said, alien desires and temptations, that's a gili of Seva of Kalama. If you see someone giving charity, you're seeing someone helping another, you're seeing someone acknowledge God's blessings. Now you could say, you know, that's the normal, decent thing to do. So Mamalakalaman is also a beautiful lifestyle. But it's within the structure. Someone gives you something, you say thank you. But if you go beyond your nature and you do something that's called avoida, you break something, you, you conquer something, you repress, that brings a level of civil kalam. As you said, you become an aegis then, a testimony to the hidden. Because you did something hidden, you, in other words, you reach deeper inside yourself, beyond the structure, 
you reveal what's beyond the structure. I mean, it's quite a beautiful formula, essentially. You do according to your limits, you get a gili that's according to the limits. You do b'chol you go out of your limits, you get the gili is also beyond your limits. Which is a normal rule in general. Like we tell this to our children, we tell it to everybody. It's all midi connected mid. If you go beyond yourself, you'll receive something beyond. And this is even in, even in, even in uh, things like business. You go out of the way, you go further than you would go regular. You know, you will, the results can be far greater. Etc., etc. So that's basically um, uh, what, what Attilus introduces. Kessa. Now he's going to go to Kessa of Ria. You're making a distinction here, or are you making a distinction between uh, positive myth commandments, which is like giving tzedakah, and negative commandments when you're breaking something? I, I, I did, I, or are you doing just I, I serious didn't. nephew, meaning somebody who gives tzedakah $100, now he's in serious nephew, he gives $1,000, yeah. that's still from Solvay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely, both, both. Even positive negative. Yeah, it's not absolutely. A positive negative issue. No, it's not a positive negative. It's just it's going the mile. Yeah, the example he used in the Peric was when somebody represses Makshav Rutsain Zorim. That was the example. That is a happens to be a negative because there your natural desire is something and you're with pressing it. But it's also the same thing, yes. He doesn't say it, but it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Peric Tazvav of Tanya, basically, where he says, about Avoide, Loyavode, and Evidalikim. So he says, is even a hundred times if you if it's your regilis, if it's your if it's your routine, if it's your habit. You go that one time over because it's outside of you. Which is Gamachia Ak, by the way. Ak, ak is one oh one. And Maya is Mama one second, Maya Kuf is Mamala Kalaman and Kufalaf. Yes. Is always is like Sevav Kalaman. How is Kuf um, Ak is Because Maya is a ten times ten spheres. It's the Panimius. It's always like uh, Maya is always the Shlemus of, of like, like 10 and 11. Yudalaf Nisan. Right. Yudalaf Nisan. It's, 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 there's always the 11 that is the outside. 7 and 8. 7 weekdays of the week. 8 is Shemeris Ahekev. Shminat Seres. So now, top of page 129, Samachtas, right? And now, in, in Tanakh, when you say, it's behold. <laughs> Here, I would say, Vihine is more, and now. I mean, behold, you could say. I don't think the Rebbe Shah means behold. Vihine, and now, Kishem, the Kesed Atzilus, Shurotzen, Prati, Vrotzen, Goli, Le'elam Atzilus, just like Kesed of Atzilus. So remember, Kesed is a crown, but a crown also means surrounding, encompassing, and transcending. So that's the individual specific desire, and revealed desire for El Matzilus. Remember he said, Ak is Rotzen Hanelam. It's a concealed desire. And and it's a klolizdika desire, the whole picture. The same thing, kesar bria, is a specific rotsin and revealed desire for the creation or bringing into being of the world of bria. And now he goes back. That we discussed, because the beginning. Meaning, in other words, in the first step, not in time, but in stages, everything was encompassed, included in the pr- primal or primordial machshava thought of Adam Kadin, of the primordial man. Because that's where it arose, as we discussed, like the image, the picture, the map, the blueprint of all the worlds and the entire cosmic order. 
Vakol Hayabashva and everything there was equal. Vaakakh and afterwards Nimshukhudatsain is pratis. Then out of that general desire came specific desires. A desire for a living room, a desire for a dining room, a desire for this department, for that department, that's all part of the structure. For Kedish Kadashim, for Kedish, for El Mayid. For every world specifically. And that is, in addition to Kesar Atzilis, which we discussed, is Kesar Debriya and the Kesar of Yetzirah until the Kesar of Asiya. So generally we talk about four worlds Atzilis, Bri, Yetzirah, Asiya. And really you could talk about five, five, because it's Kesar, the Kesar Klali is Ak. The Kesar Pratim is Atzilis, Bri, Yetzirah, Asiya. This is going to be relevant. The Friedrich Rebbe summary of this Mimer, by the way, interestingly, is He Makifim the Naran Chai. The five Makifim of Nefesh Ruach Neshama Chai Yechida. That's what he says. That's his summary of the beginning of the Hemshuk. Okay. Of the Mimer. So we got that clear? So now we have, we have not discussed yet the impact of these Ksarim, but we know, just like Kesra Atzilis has its specific, this Bajitzia. And now he's going down to Davenik. And this is what we say in Davenik. In Birchis Yetzer. In Birchis Yetzer. So we have a whole bunch of levels here. Let's get the first of all the literal translation. The God of our world. In your great or intense compassion. Racham Aleinu. Have mercy on us. I'm giving my translation. We'll soon read the, the official one. Adenu Zenu. You are the Har, the master of our... Adenu Zenu. You're the master of our strength. Tzur Mizgevenu. You're the stone... The fortress of our... Mizgevenu is our, our heights. Mizgev. The rock of our fortune. Let's see what here. Mogin Yishenu. The shield of our... Redemption or salvation. Mizgiv ba'adenu. Similar to Mizgiv. Mizgiv ba'adenu, you uh, lift us up, you rise us, raise us. Why don't you read it? Read the English translation. It says, uh, uh, in your abounding mercies, have compassion on us, master of our strength, rock of our stronghold, shield of our deliverance, and a refuge for us. Okay, fine, not bad. Mizgiv is a refuge, like a miklut, stronghold. I don't know. Let's see how the Rebbe Tashab teaches. Because remember, Hebrew words are very, very many, many meaning and concentrated. Let's see how he teaches. He's going to teach it. But interesting. So next time you daven in Birchus Yetzer, when you get to that part, you have what to think about. Sudden. So now, Adenu Adenu Bchinus Hamakiv Demalchus Datzilus. Adenu Zenu. I'm sorry. Adenu Zenu. What you said, the master of our Strength is the level of the makif of malchus datzilus k'meishu batzilus. That's the makif of malchus datzilus with weights and datzilus. Not sure which which kesser that is right now. It sounds like the kesser of bria, but I think it's not. And then, of course, misgev badenu our gimel gimel makifim. He hasn't mentioned Adenu, he mentioned Adenu Zenu, 
Sumas Gavenu Mogin Yishenu Mizgavadenu are the Gimel Makifim of the three worlds, the Gimel El Mizbiyah. That's like, sounds like, yeah, Atzilus. Yeah, yeah, it clearly says it. And these are the three Makifim the way they are in Biyah. It sounds like Malchus of Atzilus, it like, sounds like Kesher of Atzilus, is what he wants to say. But let's see how he goes here. Two parts of Kesser, the one is where it's still in Matzilis, and the other part where it comes down. Okay, but pastors, but, 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 but uh, and then there's the three. So we have here the first two words, is an introduction, and then come four levels, basically. He just uh, enumerated. Adenu Zenu is Malchus of Atzilis, Shurmus Gavenu is Bria, Kesser Makiv of Bria, Mogin Yeshenu Makiv of Yitzira, Mizgiv Badenu Makiv of Asiya. That's what he said. So you can mark that down, and that's uh, okay. Will be the Indian. who and the explanation of this is the explanation of this is the Neisa Bezer. Now it says in Zehar, Baschalose in the beginning of Zehar, Bereish from Nusa Demalka Golov Galufa Betiri Law. We've mentioned this before with the Esses Friot Segnuzis. Bereish from Nusa Demalka literally means the beginning of the permission or Shus, beginning of the permission of the king. Some like he's going to say the Hormanusa means that he gave himself permission. It means the Rotson. but literally, desire, right. right. So the beginning of when he when it arose in his desire or arose, Hormanusa means the word Rishus. Rishus. Golif Galifu. Rishus literally means Rishus, but later it, it, it touches Rotson of that. Heskim, remember Heskim like a Heskim. Golif Galifu, which means he engraved engravings. The law and the level of Tehirei law, which we discussed before, is the Igla Gadla before the Tzimtzum, in the higher purity. So in other words, we learned this before, but just before we go further, he's going to explain it here, is that it arose in his desire, and what happened was he engraved, Golif Galifu, the double Golif Golif Galifu, he engraved and engraved. In this Tehirei law, the image of what would come later. I'm trying to remember. He touches it someplace. Golif, Golifu. We know, but what's the double? The Golif, Golifu. Golif, Golifu. Golif means the verb, and Golifu is the engravings. It means he engraved engravings. That's what Pashtun is what it means. Like he's like he's the engraver, and what he and like the chokuk chokak, chokuk chokak, like that. Chukachakakti. Something like that. That's what Golagulif was like. That I engraved engravings, like type of thing. What, probably has meaning, obviously, it has meaning. I'm not. Uh, or Pirush, what's the Pirush? But Reisha Menusa de Malka, who. It connects it right away. It means in the beginning of the permission and the desire of the Melech. Why the word Rishus? Because obviously this is not compelled. When you say the Rishus of the Melech, it means the, with, with, with the. What do they say with the, with the king's, the king's uh, uh, you know, benevolence? Not benevolence. You say, as the king's, with the, according to the king's desire. How do we say your majesty's, with your majesty's permission, basically? Your majesty's permission. The Ratzon Hamelach. I believe elsewhere it explains why permission, because you're talking about the level of ain't safe and needs permission. God almost has to have you know to, to say I'm going to create gvul. It needs an effort. It's not just a natural thing. In other words, 
just the king on his own is on his own, and you need a specific uh, order from him that we're now going to do something, a specific um, decree, so to speak. Because is not in a state of desire at all yet. He's going back to the things he discussed earlier, but he's applying it now here. Because the level of desire, even though once it's there, it doesn't have any other agenda outside of revealing and expressing the essence. Remember, the faculties are focused on the faculty. Like Shefa, they're focused on the destination, on, on transmitting it to a particular objective. Rotson doesn't have an objective. His objective is expressing the source. Whatever the king wants. So even though it's Gili Etzim, and it's in a state of Einsof, that's higher than the ten spheres who illuminate uh, with, with Midah, with measurement and parameter. Nevertheless, it's still Rotson. is a level. It means a desire. It means something. The Hainu Rotson. It's Inyan Prati. It's Rotson. You can't just call it etzim. If you talk about the essence, essence is beyond and before desire. So obviously, essence here is referring to essence here. Hagnuzis, yes, yes, yes. He did these levels he's talked about before. He's just, uh, I guess, reiterating it and bringing it to the context of the Kesarim Pratim as he's going to go. Again, he's qualifying it all. Even though it's not an individual faculty, let's say, like the faculty of the mind, or of the emotions, or of chesed, or of gvura, and so on. Meaning, what does it mean? Prati. It means it's not a um, a separate and apart faculty. Meaning, all it is was Rotson, as he said. Rotson is when the soul wants something, desires something. Rotson is its agent. Because the whole union of Rotson is the inclination and the transmission, or the being drawn Hamshachas. Transmission of the essence. Like we learned earlier, chapter 49. I'd like to just see, just refresh myself, what's 49? Yeah, yeah, that's when he began the whole discussion on Ratzin. No, 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 no. That's when he began the difference between Ratzin and Kechis. 49 to 53 was the difference between Ratzin, all the differences between Ratzin and Kechus. So like we explained earlier, chapter 49, the difference between desire and all the faculties. All the faculties are individual faculties. By the way, I, I, I notice here that even this pack, even though he's moving on, he's also going back. Because, again, I think because the Rosh Hashanah Maimer, it's like a new thing, he's, besides last chapter summing up, he's also here, Going more than more than just a regular uh, saying before, he's going through it again. So the the keches. Um, so what do we learn there? The kolak kechesem who's keches b'fniatzmish in natzmish the nefesh. All the faculties are separate and distinct faculties that you can't call the etzem of the nefesh. They come from the soul, but when they're but they're, but their role is a function. That's like when I said before messengers. When the king sends a messenger to you, go dig a well. You go plant seeds. You go, like the, the malachim, you go and, and give Asara the bracha that, uh, the, that she'll have Yitzchak. You go and warn the uh, light, whatever. Zdayim, etc. So every kayach in, in our life, a kayach is, its function is, its role is its function. 
for the eyes and the ears to start saying, you know, we're only interested in God's higher desire. No, no. Your function is figure out how to see, how to hear, figure out how to use your mind, how to use your heart. One is not the other. That's its function. It should be aligned with the nefesh. But it's not atmis nefesh. It's a function. Which is a separate personality, a unique, distinct function. It's not the nefesh itself. Seichel comes from the nefesh. It manifests the nefesh. And same thing with the faculty, the power of love or kindness. Kai gavna is Aramaic for etc. Or v'chulu. Similar. Kahai gavna like and similar. Gavna is like a similar case, similar, similar. situations, similar and uh, similar. Episode, not episodes. Why doesn't he say that? Why does he say high is an expression that's used? It's, 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 it's a little more than Vachulu. Hulu is like more like you didn't finish. You know, is like saying when you li- making a list, you say Chesed Gvura. Oh, and similar thing. And yeah. The Wow, he's saying things that Amish discussed much earlier, at the beginning of the Hemshech. But even though this, uh, the, the, huh? Yeah, but uh, he was doing it more than I think usual. And even though the nefesh is the masculine, you know, it's seichel, it's true, it's an individual faculty, but it's the nefesh, the nefesh hamaskelis. It's not just some type of like uh, outside force. What's that? I want to press that he, he has the same seichel, but he can't think. But nevertheless, even though so it's a nefesh who masculine, so it's the nefesh that is the thinking. Hainu the nefesh is using the seichel to um, effectuate, to bring into to bring into being, uh, to, to think, to, to conceive. That's not his essence. And one of the proofs is because the nefesh has many other things that it does, like for example midas that are not seichel. Now he goes to Ratzon. Ratzon, on the other hand, it's a keich prati, what he wants to say, but it's not a muhus keich b'fnatsme. It doesn't have an independent <coughs> function. All it is, is the inclination and the transmission and the an expression, I would say, of the essence of nefesh. So, for example, Ratzon to think, seichel, Ratzon to seichel. The Ratzon from midas, midas. Ratzon to see, Ratzon to see. So from the Ratzon's point of view, the Ratzon is completely only one thing. It's a tool of the soul to express itself. Whatever it is. Seichel is a particular function that the soul manifests in. But it's going into the function called Kayecha Seichel. Ratzon is just the Ratzon, is the general desire of the soul. And yet, obviously the point is still a yet. And it's still not the Etzen. That's what it is. All this is a qualification. First he qualified that the faculties are different than the Ratzin. Now he's qualifying that the Ratzin is different than the Etzin. Because that's how he starts. That Atzmus ain't So even though Gaman begins Gilead and it's ain't safe, this is a whole long Makom Makan. We might have to the parentheses. One second. But he still didn't have to. And the same thing as the example above. This was by a human being. That Ratzin is only Hamshachas Atzmus. So this Hamshachas Atzmus is the Gili Ha'etzim. Makom Malkain, that's the, the other side. 
Nevertheless, Atmos itself is higher than desire, and it's not even the gather, it's not even the category, fundamentally not Ratzin. So I explained this in previous chapters, let me just explain it again here. We should. We have really, in other words, three levels. Like Oyer is Ensof, remember, Oyer is Ensof. We basically have three states here. Of course he wants everything. That's how he many times. certain things, but not everything. Why, why would that be bleak uh, blue? I mean, maybe Ainsoft doesn't exactly mean bleak blue. I don't know in this case. Anyway, bottom line is, let me explain. There are three levels, basically. There's the etzem. You can say both in the human being and, of course, also in the divine. There's the etzem. That's how you are without any inclinations. There's nothing. There's just the etzem is in place. I mean, the best example for a human being is when you're at rest and you're not particularly desiring anything at that moment. You're at peace with yourself. If there's such a state of serenity, serenity. Right, 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 right. Atmos, of course, we can understand it even better because it doesn't need anything. We need things, so there's always something uh, making us, you know. But but there's that inner state. Rotson comes the next step. Rotson is, now there's a form of, uh, that you, something has awakened, something has been stimulated. Rotson is the agent that's going to carry that stimulation, but to something specific, and that's going to be the particular functions or the particular instruments that Rotson will empower and drive and govern and command. You go do this. So you have the etzim is the etzim amelech. Rotson is his so-called decree. And then the decree has the power to impose itself on any of the faculties. Like we spoke before about that illness, where if you don't have the ruts, all the faculties can be in place, but they're not going to go anywhere. So rutsen on this end, all it is is an agent of the etzim, but it's not the etzim. That's the point that he wants to make. So you need a rushus and rutsen, the rushim and the malka, for something to be stimulated. As far as Ratzon being Ainsof, this is not the first time he's saying this. He said it many times earlier. Because the source is Ainsof, so the Ratzon is Ainsof. Because the Ratzon, all it is, is a reflection. Seichel and Midas, by definition, are parameter-oriented. Ratzon, whatever the king wants. He wants me to run a million miles, a million miles. He wants me to run infinitely, it's infinite. In other words, Ratzon is simply an expression. It's a lower level than Oyer. If you remember, he said Oyer is Etzema Oyer, and Ratzon is Nispashos Oyer. But similarly, Oyer is also not the Etzem, but it's Ainsof, not Eintchila. It's Ainsof because it's an expression of the source, which is Ainsof. So we can't say Rotzen is Ainsof in the human being, because we're not Ainsof. But if the source is, the Etzem is Ainsof, then the Rotzen is an Ainsof. That's essentially what he said. Also in the previous chapters, he said Rotzen, there's two types of Rotzen, one that doesn't implement it just once. The Hanelam, the Nelam and the Gali, yeah, that's... Yeah, we don't get it. Right now, he's going back, I think, he's starting from the roots of Rotzen, the first place where the etzem is moving into Ratsa. That's where he's going now. Yeah. He said that we said it yesterday and he said it today. Er fundamentally is doesn't have a shape or form at all. Ratsan has a is some type of manifestation. He said Koset Etzema Er is higher than a name. And if you're giving it a name, it's in the Khachanis, it's in Hispastus Er, then that's called Ratsan. But generally speaking, when you say etzim of anything, etzim of er, etzim anything, you're talking about it's the thing, but it's not the thing. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, 
the 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 of anything is the essence of it, but as it's not manifest in any type of expression. That's generally what etzem means. If you just want to know when you say etzem, as soon as you say hispashtus, you're already talking about a manifestation of it. There's examples for it. Um, when you plant a seed in the ground, the seed now begins recovering. It begins to deteriorate, rot. It becomes absorbed by the ground. Sechuda says it begins to stimulate the kreichat smich in the ground. Power of growth. There's a stage where there's no longer a seed. You can actually see there's no longer a seed. It's the geshem of the seed has now become a ruach, a ruchni, energy. It's become yeah, it's become an energy, which is more the etzem of the power of the seed. When you saw a physical seed, or now when you don't see it, and it's turned matter has turned into energy. So that's an example. It's turned. It's it's gone to the etzem keiachas and then it will go back into a new yesh and blossom into some type of plant or tree. So the the point I'm trying to say is that when matter becomes energy, energy can be that state of ayin is a form of like an atzmizdika state. And then you want that to manifest. So there's uh, etzim generally is, is not mizgal, is not revealed, it's usually concealed. Etzim anefesh. But, right, but, 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 but because of its etzim, it's, it's the root of everything. That's the whole uh, paradox. It's invisible, but it's the source of everything that's visible. Way higher than a particle. In a way, in a way, yeah. And probably what's the source of the wave even, you know, even beyond wave. Okay, so now let's continue on. Like we learned before chapter 56. Let me look. Trying to ground myself here. Okay, oh, that was a. Um, yeah, like well, that's where he spoke about the name. Uh, that's the essence what I just said. That the essence of the energy of the light is mamash ainsof. There it's not possible to call it, capable, not in the category of calling it. With a name, desire. Remember, I mentioned yesterday that the Ramem Epano, when he says, "Why is it not called Ein Tchila?" So he says because it's a level outside of Etzim, and he calls it Rotzin. And the Alter Rebbe says, "No, it's not Rotzin; it's Eir." So this is the Chiddush of the Alter Rebbe that it's not even the name Rotzin yet. The Rotzin is also. Rotzin is only in the state of his Pashtus Eir. So now we have a fourth level. We have the Etzim. We have etzim ha'er, before it's rotzen. And then we have the rotzen. Reish HaMenus of the Malka. Ukebofrad b'chinus is gal sarotzen. Now he's going to the next level. Yeah, the extension. Ubefrad b'chinus is gal sarotzen. Shoham shach sarotzen. Be'ez ha'dover. And specifically, so even rotzen, rotzen itself is already lower than etzim ha'er. And then he says that specifically, the revelation of rotzen. We already have an inclination. Am shachas e'er rotzen, you are... Inclined, you're drawn to. In any particular thing, that's not possible in Atmos. Because and in truth, in Eden Sof in general, there's not Shaykh anything there. Not any 
uh, extension, any drawing, any transmission to anything, any inclination, being drawn to any particular thing. This is a new line he hasn't said before. So you have this. And no hamshach to anything. So therefore, rots no sonat. Because before the tzimtzum, everything is in a form of inclusion, completely encompassed and included within the essence, and not in any form of transmission. That that's the meaning. It says elsewhere in the union of atuhu that you, avaya on your own. It's a, it, it, it's separated from the etzim, yet it's in part of the etzim. I know, I don't quite follow it, but I mean, it's a level beneath the etzim. The, 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 Think again from process of elimination, as I said yesterday. You may not be able to imagine Esosphere Sagnuzis and Erin Sof from a symptom directly because if we could, we would be it and we wouldn't be able to be ourselves. But you could imagine it from process of elimination. Let's talk a moment about the unconscious. Okay? I've given this example. Unconscious, by definition, is not conscious. You cannot be conscious of the unconscious. So, how do we talk about it? Because we see its impact on the conscious world. So, we extrapolate. The example I always give is if you had a, 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 a wall blanket in darkness. A wall. Well, just imagine every wall. Just think about it. You can't see the wall. You can't touch the wall. Is there any way for you to get a sense of what the wall looks like? You can't shine a light on it. Yep. You take a, a rubber ball and you bounce it on the wall. So you never see the wall, but you keep seeing how it bounces back. If it bounces back like this, you know that it must be a jagged. It bounces like that. You keep bouncing it enough times, like he says in Lekutatei Pkudei, he says, through enough shlila, you can come to almost a chiyuv. One shlila is not enough, one bounce. But if you bounce enough, you start getting an image of it by seeing how it impacts, which is really how physicists really figure out many of the subatomic particles. They speed up particles, or they heat it to great heights, and they see what comes out of it. No one can see a black hole, but you see around an area in space that is affecting planets in a strange way. So you know there must be something there. Let's talk psychologically. A good psychologist, someone who really knows how to get into the nefesh of a person. Like a doctor. He starts feeling, his finger hurts you, okay, here, 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 this. You start yelling. Oh, so he knows, right there is something. Psychologically, you speak to someone in conversation, you start asking questions. And you start seeing the areas they don't want you to go to. Why? Because there's resistance. And especially if they tell you, no, that's not a problem. Do me a favor. That's not a problem. Let's talk about something else. Mm-hmm. My marriage is not a problem. You know, no. And the more you say, they say, I told you it's not a problem. Stop talking about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so let's give you an example. And then you say, do you have an anger problem? No, I never get angry. You know, like that. <laughs> so this is like you touch the nerve. Okay, so you touch the nerve. Now, God forbid, you're not talking about having an assault or violating someone's boundaries. But you know it's a sensitive area. So that tells you, doesn't tell you what's going on, but if you see a person, you say, start saying to yourself, why do you have such anger inside of you? So you can extrapolate and figure out sometimes a person in early childhood had some real serious issues. I'm just giving you a scenario. I'm not saying it's always this way. 
and that built up pent up, and they may not even be conscious of it, but you see their reactions. Why does one person constantly get angry at another situation, on a situation where another person won't get angry at? These are not accidents. It's because something in the unconscious, somewhere embedded on memories, or whatever you want to call it, that are there. You'll never see it, because you can't go back in time what happened to someone when they were five years old. They can't even go back in time. They may not. They may be even working overtime to, 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 to hide it. So the challenge, question is this. So what do you do? You're bouncing a ball. That's what you're doing. But you're getting an image from the bounce back. Obviously, it has to be qualified because you can always make a mistake. It's not always, you know. But the point is, we can't know what's going on with the symptoms. Exactly, exactly correct. A, a, lot of, a lot of sonograms, exactly. What do they do? They don't see it. They bounce around and they, and they get an image by seeing the vibrations around that thing. The same thing, a certain thing also with antibodies. You know many diseases, you don't know it from the disease. You know the, the antibodies that are being built up to fight the disease, so you know there's something going on there. You know, in other words, it's something like in, in time of war, uh, what did he say? Churchill said, in time of war, the, the truth is so precious, you have to surround it with an army of lies. Decoys. If you want to know where the enemy is and where their strengths are, you look at what they build around there. But that's why we need decoys to make sure they don't know where you're going to attack. So, where you're, in other words, if you want to know somebody's strength, you have to look at what, where they make reinforcements. You don't always know the strength except by looking around what's happening around. You know, they smoke this fire, basically, type of thing. We cannot know Lifnat symptom directly, except if Tagar tells us. You can't go there. There's no way, there's no tool to go into Lifnat symptom because by definition, it's his domain of Atmos. There would be the symptom. Without a symptom, we can't exist. So you can't enter there and live. Okay. But, two things. We can be told, but more importantly, with Seichel, we can extrapolate by seeing what came out of there. So you know, it must be there somewhere. So if you suddenly see ten spheres, you see a human being has ten kreches and nefesh, and of course we're going with the premise that there's a God and there's a design and there's a purpose, you know that it comes from somewhere. So how far does it come from? So you could say it comes only from the tzimtzum, and that's it. But God wants a relationship all the way to his essence. So you have to say that if not tzimtzum, some way, which we may never be able to understand, there's essence spheres of that's the So as we say, er, so, so, that's what I can't understand. It's so obvious. Etzim is not discussable. There's no consciousness no, with Etzim. This is divine consciousness. He said that it's in Etzim. It wasn't referring to Atmos right I don't know. I don't know what. I, I, no, no, no. First of all, first of all, I don't know what you mean by Atmos. You keep using the word Atmos like it's like an easy word. When you tell me what you mean by Atmos, I'll, I'll answer. He does use the word Etzim. He does not mean Atmos. What does Atmos mean? I asked you what Atmos means, then I'll answer your question. You keep saying Atmos. Tell me what Atmos you know, Listen, to get beyond all your frustration, tell me what Atmos means. What Atmos mean? You can't ask me a question, does he mean Atmos, without telling me what Atmos means. It's not a fair question. I don't know what you mean by Atmos. I'm saying whatever he means by it. Well, what do you mean? You asked the question. It what I mean. So I just answered you what it means. I just told you what it means. So, don't, so don't, if you don't, you're not referring to, you want to know what he means? It's very simple. He means there's a state... If there's an existence that we are conscious of after the symptom, there's that all that exists in a state within his essence. That's what it means, and that state is called air. Okay, but yet there's yet there's because there's because there's essence where there's where there's nothing exists. That's exactly what he said. He said, yeah, but there, but there, but then there's a state where everything that came later originates from. No, you know, because you're bringing ideas of Atmos that you heard somewhere else. You're not bringing what he says no, here. No, how you say there's a hierarchy within Atmos? That's what I don't understand. 
I don't. I wouldn't call it a hierarchy. I would call an etzem, and then there's an etzem how he wants to create something. Do that you understand? That you understand? Yes. And to create something, something has to happen within the etzem to make it happen. Okay. What's happening within the etzem? That's the oil before the simsum. Just, just that. Now, if you take away, you could say, why do we need something to happen within the etzem? Why don't you just have etzem and creation? Then you have no relationship. That's the point. Huh? In other words, let's talk on a personal level. Uh, within marriage, within love, within relationships. Someone you're very close to, you love deeply. We have expression, the things that are deepest in a person's heart, they cannot reveal and express. And yet, you want to express to someone the inexpressible. We're not talking about business, we're not talking about superficial, we're not talking about the weather and, and sports. We're talking about expression heart to heart to you and your child, you and your spouse, you and someone you really love deeply. How far can you connect? So you can make an argument. You can't really connect, essentially. You're you. She's her. Whatever. Him and her. Whatever. Children. Whatever it may be. You can connect more than you connect to, to people you walk down the street. But at the end of the day, the etzem, whoever you are fundamentally, and the other person, there's no channel between the two. You could say there's just an essential love that I can never express. But God wanted relationships. Therefore, he gave us the power of speech. He also gave us the power of communication. He said, if you work hard, you can figure out to use words to express that which is not expressible. So usual language, we use regular words. Through poetry and metaphor, we use more hint, but it expresses deeper feelings. And sometimes a smile, sometimes a cry, sometimes a song. It deeper and deeper. You can go to the point that we say about Rosh Hashanah, even a sound that has no sound. So here's the interesting thing. The deepest things in a person's heart, you find the least words to express. Talk about the weather, you can talk about it all day. Why? Because words are containers, and containers are limited. So they're limited, they can't express the essence of who you are. Essence is too intense. That's why first you need metaphor, which broadens the containers. Sometimes a cry, a laugh, has more. Sometimes silence, let's say in pain, the shock of trauma, the person can't even cry yet. Because it's so intense, not even a sound. My point is, the deeper you go in the etzim, the less spacious, the less expression there is. That's clear? The question is, can two etzims connect? Based on this, you could argue that maybe they can't connect. The answer is that God made a yes, that you could connect. And the same thing is a muscle for Hashem, you can connect with Him. How? If it was just the etzim was isolated, compartmentalized inside of your fortress... And the only thing you can express to others is superficial or more external things, then you're right. But if there are stages, and there's an etzem, and then there's the etzem er, which means there's already, your etzem has some form of expression, but only to yourself. Then there's a tzimtzum. And then it begins to express, express, express. You have a, uh, a, uh, a pipe. You have a, uh, an interface. Now, if you would take away and say the etzim is completely separate, and the only place you connect is after the Simpsons, so to speak, only after you hear me diminished, then yeah, you'll only there's a limit. God wants a complete relationship. Does He wants a complete relationship? First of all, the Altareb was a makabel kach. From that, let's start with that. that that's from the Magid and the Balshemtiv and the Arizal, etc. Secondly, the proof of it is in things like Bahaftas Hashem Lekach, Vyadaitas Hashem Lekach. That's what some argue. But, 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 okay, but 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 you can go further. You die if you act, if you learn like a child to know God. That's that's There's no symptom. There's just God Himself. 
This is in the, of knowing God. Atares ladas dualein atzmos. This, this. I mean, there's many pesukim you can you can argue with, but I told you that's why I started with Kabbalah. I, I told you you can learn if you want to learn a completely non-chassidic approach. You could say in lono esk benestadus, and all we have is I said this other day. Of course, you can make the argument. That's why the Rebbe said that tzimtzum kibshute and all these things. The first thing is makabel. It's an argument in Taylor, but just we, we don't we don't we don't know. Yeah, but we hold that the patsak is, is according to the Arizal and these things that that, that there is the, that relationship. It's not like, it's not also, it's not also, but no, but there, there is a deeper argument. The argument of Achdus Hashem is the question. Achdus Hashem. If you go with that approach, you have to say that Achdus is not relevant up, at a level higher, which would basically mean that Hashem Echad doesn't really matter to God, only to us. And that means mitzvahs is only after the tzimtzum. So you're then then dealing is Teira and mitzvahs is also not misachas tatzmos. That's why there's a so then you're getting into did Atzmus give us Teda or because then you get into dangerous territory that there's a God before Teda so you know what I'm have a relationship with that God I mean you could say you can't have God doesn't let you have but in argument then you're getting into the area like when you say Teda in other words if the relationship is going to be to a certain point you get into a big difficulty with the area in other words, or and mitzvahs itself. How much, how deep does that connect? You could just say that's God thing He gave to the servants in this inferior world. Not the right away jump there, no, because you could always say the answer to that would be. Like, I'll give you an example. I remember what's his name? Who is this Israeli uh, philosopher? Very, Litvish, very, you know, Br- huh? Leibovitch. You talk about distortion of without chassidus. You see distortion. I heard him speak. He had a debate with a galach in Hebrew, with a, with, a, with a Christian. The Christian, I have to say, was talking Torah, and he was talking shtusim. That's at that extent in Hebrew. They're speaking. What's the mitzvah of avas Hashem to love God? So this is what Leibovitch said. I just want to show you the extreme of where he went. Leibovitch said. You know the shit. So he said, "Loving God, you can't love God. You can't love something you can't see." Just can you love uh, invisible things? That was his thing. So what does it mean? It means to love what he wants us to do. Mitzvahs. This—that's basically his thing, and he was very eloquent about it. But I saw the guy is like you know, the the Galach responds. He says, "Well, first of all, in your own Shema, you first starts love of God. Then it says mitzvahs afterwards." Which is actually a Gemara, Kabbalah Sel Machshuma, and then Kabbalah Sel Mitzvahs. Like that's the Galach Zolem Zog. Yeah, it's a Yamaka. Yeah, but he's like, you take Litvit, take, you want to have the dangers of Nigla without Primus Atele, go to Leibovitch. He takes it to the furthest extreme where you see how, how. And the Galach then goes on, he says, what do you mean love God? We have a soul. Soul is also invisible. Loving God means get beyond your body. And to begin to appreciate things that are more sublime. Basically, that's what he said. Galach is telling him. And he dismissed it as, what's sublime? What are you talking about? Like, everything is only empirical. He was saying it's all empirical, so it's only what God wants us to do. He also is of the shita that Mashiach is forever never going to come, because you need the mitzvahs to wait for him. It's the same idea. Wow. It's the waiting. We need to wait. It's important for a person to have hope. That's Mashiach. That's his shita. My point of the matter is, this is a person who's not allowed himself, and he sees, if you bring any ruchnius in, spiritual, he'll say that that's, that's coming from Buddhism. It's not wow. Judaism. You say, what it means neshama, what it means tzalem elikim, I don't know what his interpretation is. He's a brilliant guy, but as krum as it gets. My point that I'm trying to make here is, oh, my point that I'm trying to make here is, how are kids turning out? <laughs> <laughs>
Um, uh, my point that I'm, I'm making here is now it's a good question you're asking and it probably could use a good few essays to describe but the Achtos Hashem is ultimately where a critical component comes it's like when the Rebbe writes that letter that they, they, they printed in Betoyen Chabad and the Rebbe got upset so they closed down Betoyen Chabad that someone doesn't learn Primis is a koifer is a uh, apostate so there's a big controversy a heretic but then the, the Rebbe writes a letter then. The part that says that someone doesn't learn Primus what does it mean? It doesn't mean today. It means potential. You've never been challenged. Someone will start challenging you about some theological issues. You're going to have big problems. My point is that God blessed us with Seichel. So like I said before, there's telltale signs of this of this Ardus before. The fact that he gave us Seichel. And Seichel can start extrapolating and getting to high places also tells you something. You know, the tool that the Master gave us told us that you can go deeper than you think you can. So that's why Chabad is such a ikr, because that means the fact that we have Chabad, and the Alter Rebbe was Malbashid Mishalim, and actually the fact is we could talk to some extent about Bifnet Simsim and Atmos. I say talk, and we can't fully comprehend it. Anyway, I'm not going to go make the whole case, it's a good question, but I think, I, I, for me the main thing is the Kabbalah, and then there's the proofs, and at the end of the day, it resonates more than the other approach. <laughs> For me, that's for sure. That's already made my it's a hard to talk to. The answer is we absolutely can, but you have to learn new tools like like by not by not looking. It's different tools. My point that I'm trying to make here is that if you take away and you only have atmos, you have a major problem. You can't return to atmos. So whatever, however you understand it, I'm saying to you, I'm not saying it's easy to understand this, this step, but think of Atmos as being completely beyond, no expression, built in Nim, so you can't even say he exists. Because what does existence mean? That the ta- this table exists. Is that how God exists? Absolutely not. You can't say he exists, you can't say he doesn't exist. But that, whatever that entity Atmos is, manifested in some type of consciousness that is the root for every existing consciousness that we have. So call the divine consciousness, this is human consciousness, or exist, existential consciousness, however you want to put it. And, the, and, and we are reconnecting. So basically, Esesurus Agnusus, besides that, it's told to us, like the Zayar says, only a Zayar can tell us that. But what does it mean? It means that whatever exists afterwards is rooted there. That's how I would explain Esesurus Agnusus in a way that we, you know, with a qualification. We shouldn't just jump there and say, oh, I got it all figured out. It's not so simple to understand. You have to understand through extrapolation. I can't really think. If you really want to understand it, like I said, Asir Ruchnius, or there, no, it's a problem, but there you're at least, you're in the realm. It's in our realm. Here you're talking about a reality that if, the, that, if there was the gili of Esos without a Tzimtzum, we couldn't exist. So how could we, as we exist, relate to it Directly. It has to be, it can be directly. There's no way it could be directly. Now, once we relate it on the levels, then we're op- channels will open up. And God will give us the ability of these, the, the two opposites that we talk about. That's where the Kav goes all the way down. And then, the, but that's already uh, Mashiach stage. Anyway. By the way, this, this is uh, hours. I've heard hours of Shiyur and Rabbi El Khan on this topic alone. What Ayr is? The nature of Ayr. Basically, air is elokus, but in a form of consciousness. And atmos is not even a form of consciousness, if you want to put it that way. It's divine consciousness, but not conscious to us. It's unconscious to us. But, it's, but unconscious is also conscious. 
Remember, the state of unconscious I described, like I said before, the person who has anger inside of him, that you can't see it's in his unconscious state. It's also a state. Because there's a state before that. When he was born, he didn't have that either. You see what I'm saying? So, that's the way. And ultimately, yes, ultimately it means through different tools, bitl is a critical component. You can reach into all the levels till the two etzems connect. Because... The etzem of Atmos is not just completely locked away. We talk about the ayin of the Yeshamiti, there's the ayin of the Yeshanivra. There's a bridge. The bottom line, there's a bridge. However you twist it, there's a bridge. The humans also. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, it's not the same way. Like, you know, you speak to your wife and you say, listen, let's, let's, let's build a house together. It's a technical thing, so you're joined there. You talk about deeper, intimate connections, it's not always going to be through exact words or through doing something. Sometimes it's the things you build. Look, a couple builds a beautiful family. The children bring a certain etzim together that they have that's not even expressible, but it's clearly connected them. In other words, there's ways for our etzim to express itself that will ultimately connect to someone else's etzim expressing itself, even though they still remain distinct entities. Look, it needs a lot of discussion, how, what, when. But that is doable, there's no question in my mind, it's doable. What the Rebbe said to Mr. Sharfstein, those immortal words about love, that love is not what happens when you meet somebody and you like them. Love is is what happens when two people who, who, who uh, marry and they do all the small details that are not dramatic together and one day they are inseparable. That's what the Rebbe said. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the tree that grows out of the seed of love. The tree is the real love. You see a tree, you know that uh, something grew out of this. Okay, so let's continue. But here he's talking, so let's look at the, the levels. He's already spelled out here, four, if I can count here, four or five levels. So we have the etzem. We have etzem ha'er, that's not have a name. We have the rotzen, is pashto se'er. And beflat, there's zgal se'er, all that is not shayich in Eir and Sof. The lifni ad simtsum, like he says, that's where we are. Iskal se'er, lebchin is hamshachin. I think that's a very important thing just for envisioning. So etzem, there's the etzem in, in oyer. The oyer of the etzem is simply the etzem in a state of existence. It's existential divine. This is non-existential divine. This is existential divine. Not necessarily. Moyer is the source. There's levels. There's, there's many levels. If you want all the levels, I can spell, I can shoot them out for you, but you're not going to understand them. There's Atmos. There's, 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 the Moir is an element. Atmos has the ability to give off air, but it's not the Iker of Atmos is to give air. There's Moir, there's Oyer Kodim Chikad Musei. There's Etzemer, there's Pashtoseir, there's Gilil Atzmei, there's Gilil Uzalosei. These are basically the different levels. Usually three levels after Atmos. So, what is those Leibim Pichinasam I would say it's like Atmos. Just conscious, conscious asma, existential asma. There's built the atmos and there's nimtza atmos. That's air. Air is nimtza atmos. Atmos has its nimtza. It's in a state of of we can now call it exists. You know, we, let's say there's God. You can't say God exists. You can't say it doesn't exist. And then there's you say God exists. I would say that's air. So, Hamshacha means. 
I mean, but that because it's amshacha, because it's amshacha from Atzmos, but it's not amshacha because amshacha means that it uh, the tzimtzum would be the first state of amshacha. Hey, listen, let's read it. And if so, what we say, this is a very deep piece here. That what we say, He's answering your question. So when we say, on that level, that it's, Atmos is being nimshach, is being transmitted. And, and Ratzin is being revealed, that's not real, Hamshach Mamish. Remember again, in Ayin Beis, it says it's mamish and it's not mamish. Mamish is when you say something is absolute. Ma- not mamish is relative. Ke'akol hu ba'atzmusei gufe. V'loy le'ezer dover ma. Because everything is still in the etzim. It's not absolute. V'loy le'ezer dover ma. So it's not an act. You can't actually call it a transmission or revelation. And there's nowhere for it to be directed to. There's no way laser to what to what is it being directed? There's nothing to be directed. To find examples for this, you have to the, the best examples again, either through extrapolation by seeing how it's not this way, because we know like for example, I just it's just a way of it's a way to use your mind to to assimilate this. I would go the other way around. How do we function? We function when you're drawn to something. So there's two stages. You're drawn to it within yourself. You know, I want it. And then you actually go and get it. So you can't imagine a state. What means a state of Noham Shacha? And it's not the Etzim, right? It's hard to imagine that. But through, but as that, through, through the extrapolation, you could imagine. Because where's the, when I'm drawn to it, where's the state before I was drawn? You're not aware of it. That doesn't mean it's not there. That's what I said yesterday with the left foot, for example. You know, what's your foot doing? That I was using for Atzimus, But it's a similar idea. You're not conscious. It doesn't mean it's not there. That's why I said before, many of the things like the, the, the dark wall. It's bouncing this way. There's no way. There is something there. I just can't see it. So the fact that you're like Chachma. We talked about Chachma that the spark. I asked, what happens a second before the spark of idea enters your mind? There's no way you can answer that. Because the fact that it, before I was conscious of it, you asked me to tell you what happened before I became conscious of something. I, I wasn't conscious. But you have to say that if an idea came into your mind, there had to be a place where it was, where it came from. So the only thing you can say is, what is that state? That state, you have to say, is not a state that we can relate to, but it's there. That's what I'm trying to say to you. you can't, you're trying to f- define it on terms. You have to, right, exactly. You have to say, I cannot perceive it, but it doesn't. But I would say, Aiden Sofnifnet Simpson is simply proven to us because we see what comes out after the Simpson, a whole structure, that has, where did it come from? Now, again, you could argue, God can do anything. But we're not, we know that's not what God wants. So you have to say that, that in, through process of elimination, that it's there. That's how I would say is Eir. That's Eir. So is that Hamshach or not Hamshach? Think about it for a second. If it was Hamshach, we would be able to be tefacit. Being that it's not Hamshach, that's what we say, not Mamish. It's not Mamish. Because compared to Atzmus, you could say, what, what, how do you distinguish it from Atzmus? But compared to us, for all practical purposes, it's nichol batzmuse. That's why he says not mamish. He would, I wouldn't use. He wouldn't use the word amshach. He would probably call it from yechelis. It came from etzem to yechelis. The words amshach wouldn't be used because he didn't want to make a mistake. See, amshach means a transmission. First of all, amshach simply means a transmission of two levels. There's no levels there. So we say. Remember the letter I read, chelik yud. 
The Rebbe says there are no levels before the Tzimtzum. It's all equal there. And then he asked the question, so who made, the, you know. The point is that anything that's outside of Atzmus is already two things. It's Atzmus and Neir. And that way you can say Hamshacha. But you can't call it Hamshacha as in, like here's an electric station and I'm generating electricity. You don't mean that. You're talking about within the essence. Remember, the essence is not defined by air. So when air emerges from him, how would you call it? Yeah. You can't even call it transmission. No cause and effect. No. You, you, all, all you can say is that in some way, built a nimtza emerged inside of a built nimtza. I mean, it's very hard to really. You need to. You need a lot, it's hard to find aces for it. That's why I'm saying use process of elimination. Yidiyas hashlil is the only way to really. You have to say it's not the way it works by us. However it works, it works. But it's not Hamshacha as we understand Hamshacha. Let's put it this way. That's what he means by not Mamish. It's Hamshacha, but not the way we understand it. These Rosh Hashanah Jews that came by just for Rosh Hashanah. They got a good they, dose. They got a dose. And yesterday was like, oh, okay, we'll review. And all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is a big boom. There you go. Nevertheless, Right, right. The reason again is that it's the same reason. In other words, okay, let's continue. So what do we have to even air you can't say what you say about it ain't self. This is all explaining. This is all the explanation that in the beginning, like he said, the beginning. We're going back to the beginning. This is the Big Bang. This was a B&B already. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Hold on, hold on. By the way, this is the Big Bang. But it's not a bang. That's the thing. The Big Bang doesn't make noise. Because it's just... Okay, so he said like this. So he said like this. No, but, but first you have to read the line before. Im Kane. So he said like this. So we really... He said... You have to start from there. Okay, fine. That you got? When we say Amshach, you don't mean Mamash. So what? So you could say then that air is like Atmos. Right. So he's saying no, it's not. Okay, so you can't say it's ain't sof. How do you read it? I think that's what he means. Because then it would have said, but it ain't sof. He means to say, the fact that you can say ain't sof and oil, you can't say an asmus. I think that's right. what he means. Yeah. Right. And th- then he adds, not just an asmus can't you say, but also an asmus air. I, I, I understood it for care. But even on asmus air, you cannot say. Oh, 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 okay, I hear you. Let me see. Okay. I don't know, maybe. I know, gamba asmus. It sounds to me like I'm reading it more. And also an Atmos. So you're saying, you're, you're saying like this. And also an Atmos. Yeah, maybe. So you're saying, 
You could read it both ways. I'm not sure. It's an afkamina the gale of pale. But which way would you read it? I would read it. I, I mean, I, it's always good to read back. Yeah. Yeah. Because you wouldn't put it in parentheses here. You would, put it, you would put it right before that. Because it's in itself. You would put it right Right, that's what I thought also. But sometimes, one second. You could, the day could read it that way. I would probably not read it that way. No, but no, no, because no, because then it opens up. No, but it opens up. Grammatically, you're right. I'm also grammatical, also simple pshat. But the, technically, it opens up a different problem. Then atzmus ain't is also not ain't sof. So in other words, ain't ain't sof. What he said earlier, ain't right, ain't sof. Okay, that's bottom line. What he's saying. So the ain't sof is kodim kikadmuse atzmuse, and maybe that's what he's referring to. Okay. What does he say? What does he say? It means in the beginning of Rishus Verotz Namel. So what is that referring to? See, this is what he's calling it now. The Helam Atzmi. The Helam Atzmi is Baruch. Where it's all concealed in the Etzim. Yeah. Shalamayla Meged Derotzen. Oli Derotzen. That's the yeah, That's the Gedereisha Menusa Demalka. That in the beginning, when he went over from a state, not from built Mitzis Nimtza to Nimtza. He's talking now from Helamatz Musay, meaning. You said before the Ratzin is Eir. I said it's Aspashus Eir. Aspashus Eir, but here he's saying it's Helamatz Musay. He's even before that. No, well, listen, 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 listen. He said like this. If you remember, he said that Ratzin, Atzmus Ainsof is not Ratzin. Rotten is a specific thing. Yeah. Even etzema er is not rotten, right? right. It's, it's only in his pastor's er. He said before, from chapter, uh, he mentioned, right? Right here, he said it in Commissioners Bar Perik Mem Commissioners Bar Perik Nunvov. Yeah, right. Right, 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 right. So all he's saying right now is he's using the word helam. Uh, so what are you saying? I mean, helam is the level before before Lamaila. He says it. Helam must be rotten. I would say that's the level of etzema er. You want to call it before? It could say before. Why would he suddenly introduce a no level? You know, he explained the levels already. It's before that, because he's why would he introduce a new level when he just said the levels? He just said levels here. He just said levels. He said the level of etzemer. He said the level of his pastor seir, and now he's explaining it. Helamatzmus, in my opinion, he means above the gilui of rotzen. That's what I would find here, Helam. Yeah, because again, you have to the flow. The flow is he gave us the levels, okay? Yeah, here he definitely goes back lower. He's not talking about etzema er. He's talking here that okay, the etzema the air you could say is ensof, but you can't. Rotzen is lower than that. Okay, bottom line is it's from the higher level, but you're before Rotzen. That's what comes into Ratzin. That's what he's saying. Right. Why he calls it Helamatz Musay, it's interesting. He didn't say it before. I would say he means Helam as in context of Ispashu Sa'ir, meaning Helam is similar to Etzema'ir. That's what I would say. Yeah. This is the same. This is one thing with what it says in Etzchaim, that prior to the emanation of the emanators, prior to, I'm sorry, them, before, prior to the emanations being emanated, 
As the language. Eilin Sofi says, before the Netzalim were Netzal, before anything was emanated, the Eilin was Pashat. It was a simple, seamless energy. The Kavanah B'mashakosav, Tarim Shenetzal Netzalim, what is the meaning, the intention in the words Tarim before? Prior. Who Tarim Shalom Baruch. Meaning, before it arose in his desire, Lahaitzil, to emanate. Vuhu B'chinis Atzimus Eilin Sof, Shalamana B'chinis Ratzin. That's the essence of the Eden Sov that's higher than Ratz. So that's what he means in Eitz Chaim. So Eitz Chaim is not just a general term. Eitz Chaim is Tarim Shenetzalu. He means not just before it emanated. Before it arose in his desire to emanate. That's definitely a Chiddush. That doesn't say elsewhere. Before it arose in his desire to have a desire. Correct. Which is what we learned before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and when it arose in, in a simple desire to emanate, so he's basically he's, he's reconciling uh, Zayar and his hand. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. 100%. Don't say a hundred. <laughs> no, because but now you have to have the word. Bereish means in the beginning. Betchilas. He says betchilas l'shus v'ratzna melech. So you can't take away from the pshat. No, no. You could say. Let's just get one thing clear. Let's make sure we know one thing is clear. There's a state before bereish from us to the malka. Correct. Yeah, so what is this state? This is Etzema Eir? This is what? Etzema Eir, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just for that. Yeah. That there should be a great day. I told you, any jump that's not rational causes a problem. You can't then... There's a disconnection. That's the thing. Remember, the whole interface is all about representation of our end and that end. If you jump too fast from anyone of us, if there's no repre- if there's no Kalim from us, there's no... So Eir and Kalim is the general interface. Then within Eir, you have to have many, many levels. As close as it gets to the essence. That's why it's Eir Kodim Kikad Musay. Because you need something that's as close to him, but... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's always like this. More Bittl, less Metzias. It must be. It must be. Right? And then you want to have, and you have to have total. Able to step over this gap, this, this, yeah, yeah. This gap. You could ask the same question. Why do we need Bittl and not just have Bittl It's the same idea. You need to have, that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, this, is this before? I know your first question to me ever was, what's where Shmei fit in? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, it's, it's the names. Shmei fits in wherever he sticks it in. First get the Havana, then you stick names to it. No, I just never could have. Like by me, first you get the. the it all comes down to the ultimate. The, the more bitl to atmos, the more kodem it becomes. Right. That's the really. Of kodem, basically, that's your answer. Ultimately, in a certain way, yeah. There's ein sof, ein hotchila. There's hotchilish kentchila. You know, it all depends on. Uh, the challenge is not, by the way, becoming kodem, because you could burn up and, and become kodem. Along the challenge is how do you remain in existence and connect to that atmos? That's the sh- the problem. The problem is not for air. You know, there's no problem. You go into Kedush Kadashim, you burn up, and now you're part of Atmos, and that's it. Mr. But, but you're no longer there. Was the Uvastov Gitan? He has the Kedush Okay, that's the whole uh, thing here. So it could be, this, I'm not suggesting that Beresh is the state of Beresh, 
and then the, the, the beginning of the so-called, and then the, I don't know if he's making this distinction here. It depends how you tie Bereshit's Bar Alakim. If you tie Bereshit's Bar Alakim all the way in the root, like all the Psukim, like everything he says, you could talk in the Sherish, you could talk later. If you talk in the root Bereshit's Bar Alakim, you could say Bereshit's is Bereshit Manusa Damalka. But then you have to not touch the Pusuk as actually creating the world. Create you have to teach it, it's how it's in its root. In the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. But usually, usually, Bereshit's, like we talk about Atsilis, which you're talking about. Atsilis the Klolos or Atsilis the Protis? Generally, you speak about Atsilis in microcosm, not the macrocosm. Generally, Bereshit's Baralakim is already talking the Tzimtzum right, and Vahir right. is. Uh, so but you could it. interpret it all in the root as well. Because look, what do you, think about it. Bereshit's Baralakim, then he says, Vahirat says the Tayyav of Vayu, You could teach Cheshach Apneitahim, the Helam Atmi, if you want. But that's all in its root. Uh, basically, it plays itself out on both levels. That's all. Remember, everything repeats itself in many levels, many times. Whatever we learn here repeats itself later in Atsilis, from Kesar Atsilis to us. That's also part of it. Part of the interface is not just this one pipe. Every part of the pipe has all the levels that the big pipe has. So you understand what's going on here? And that itself is it's endless. That's, that's, that's the beauty of it. It's the hologram thing. Yeah. yeah, this is this is turning into a very heavy chapter. Okay. We can, we, we can have a Darwin. I, I'd rather not. We can explain Torah in these terms to Darwinists very easily. This is a possibility of preserving Darwinism as a scientific thing. One second, one second, one second. Okay. So the Havon Mashkot Tarmish and So that's what it means term shnatzalu before, meaning before the desire kishaola. That's the level of hermanusa the malka shabazeir of the of the rishus and rotsin. Vizel the baschalos pesukah de zimra. It goes down to davening. Okay, we can stop here. Chapter, so we did page 129, the first half of chapter 69. Um, I'm Shechayim Beis, Discourse 18. You want to? Can you someone do that? <laughs>